News headlines are fixated on overnight success stories. But if you seek to learn how to build a business from scratch, then you should search for stories of business success that take decades. And this is exactly that type of a story. The year was 2003. Rajat Tuli was in his 20s, a recent graduate from a leading business school when he decided to become an entrepreneur. Over the next two decades, Rajat and his co-founder built up not one but two iconic brands. In this very special episode of the Founder Thesis podcast, your host Akshay Dutt speaks with Rajat about his two-decade journey of building up firstly, happily unmarried, and then the men's grooming brand, Ustra. Stay tuned and subscribe to the Founder Thesis podcast on any audio streaming app to hear real stories of scaling up businesses from scratch using first principles thinking. One day you had a full house and the next day you didn't have anything. So we moved We moved to Dehradun and then to Delhi. And Delhi is very, very competitive in terms of Delhi business. So the idea was to do college, possibly do an MBA and then take up a good job so that, you know, things at home stabilize. I joined you. I was in Venkateshwara College, uh, BCom honors. So three years, yeah, good, good fun three years. Uh, really enjoyed uh, college. Then, uh, like everybody else, that time was preparing, so I took CAT exams. I was interested in advertising, so I was very sure I wanted to do advertising. And then I read about MICA, and it seemed like the perfect place for advertising. Got into MICA, uh, was in MICA for like two years. That's where I met Rahul, who's my co-founder and other partner. We both started together. Then joined advertising, and then uh, in two years, got bored. I was reading this book by Alec Paramsey a long time ago, and it said, the biggest industry in India is follow-up, which is so true <laughs> because that's what you're doing all the time. You know, you're only following up with people. So that was a time, you know, when the first sort of dot-com boom was starting, you know, 2000, early 2000, 2001, 2002. And there were these uh, e-gurukul and there was lots of stuff was happening. So we said both Raul and me were not uh, zero knowledge about computers, no idea about internet, no idea about technology. So let's work for an IT company and get an understanding because that's where the future is. So we joined a company in Hyderabad, which is into touchscreen solutions. So, so touchscreen, that time, I think they had just barely come into ATMs. And and here, this guy was trying to set up a touchscreen-based system. And they we had this very nice kiosk where you could, you know, I could touch in. And it was very interesting because his idea was that, look, in India, most of the people are not educated. If you want to, them to understand, they have to do it through touch. And we like to touch things. While we were in Hyderabad, uh, both Rahul and me, when we were trying to find accommodation or find a place to live, nobody was giving us a preference because one, we were bachelors, two, we were from the north. So the advice you were getting is, why don't you guys get married? Why don't you settle down? <laughs> so it, was, it was very bizarre. But, but that was the time when we got this idea that, look, in this country, uh, everything is targeted towards single people. What if we can set up something for unmarried people? Uh, that was when we started discussing this idea. And then then what this company did was finally, as it was agreed, we started handling their daily operations. But like I said, they blew up all the money. So they suddenly uh, salary stopped coming and there was no money coming. But by that time, Rahul and me were discussing this happily unmarried ideas 
बैक एंड फोर्थ की यार ये करेंगे ये करेंगे ये करेंगे ये करेंगे द कंपनी we mortgaged it we gave it to somebody and said look give us some money uh, we have to clear some we have to clear some salary that because there was a law at that time that if a, if a, if an it company is importing a laptop they can't sell it to anybody uh, you could only use it for software development order so so we said you can't sell it so we'll give it to you as a mortgage you give us the money and that became our seed capital and what was the idea like so the idea of haplin mallet was to be a one stop shop for people living on their own This is the thing we are offering. We are offering them a place on rent. We are tied up with brokers to get a place on rent. We are getting them furniture on hire. Uh, we are getting them things like curtains, rugs, sofas, everything. And then we realize that you know these, they, you know, finally you have some money in your life and you want to do up your homes a little interesting. So we thought let's do some quirky merchandise that will go with their homes. You know, you want you have this independent. You want to have nice bar accessories. You know, now so we, let's do that as a as a small range. So you were. Going to earn through the rent arbitrage, like you would take a place. Yeah, that was the model, and then we would get uh, curtains from Panipat and give them curtains because we realized, you know, when you set up a house, most of the guys don't know what they need. So we had these starter kits, which had these two utensils, four curtains, one rug, one tomato, stuff like that. But uh, th- this merchandise was not chargeable. This this was just part of the package only. No, no, you 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 to buy it, you to buy it, and the response was very encouraging. You know, it was quite good. Uh, except that we couldn't deliver at all, you know. Uh, like for instance, we were tied up with, <laughs> we were tied up with brokers, and he said, "Yar, yahan pe ghar dikhana hai." And he said, "Ha, ab leke aajo." When you'd go there, there would be no house, or the broker would not be there. So, so there was a lot of there was a lot of demand, but we just couldn't manage the supply. So I realized that it, you know, it had a lot of demand because everybody was looking for cheap housing, but there was no supply. There was a time when call centers were opening up, and there was all this entire. excitement about uh, uh, bpo and everything so there were a lot of young people moving to delhi or moving cities uh, but we realized that you know jab tak you don't control the entire demand and we didn't do that because we did not have the broker the kind of networks that brokers had so and now if you look at it now that become a startup of its own there are companies which are providing accommodation to single people there is a company which is providing furniture on hire so 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 my sense is that the ideas were right but the timing was way too early uh, so so that plus you were doing too much i think these are like three different startups you were doing we did too much yeah and uh, yeah and and we were two of us so so it was a big team of two people so we doing and beside that we were getting merchandise made you know like quirky ashtrays and stuff and then we were going to different offices in and around delhi where our friends worked mostly advertising agencies and casually go and say hello we come to say hi and then we set up these little stall there and try to sell things every day so this was our routine that, that was like majburi like you had to make money so you acha ha ha you to make money and and we realized that kahan bechenge so we said acha let's go and meet a friend and we would also you know sometime go to different offices and use them to yaar ye dekh hamara ek courier kar dena hamara ye kar dena because you know this is so we were using our friends networks some of them didn't realize that we were doing that <laughs> To, to as a backup office, you know, and to sell merchandise. So, so within actually within a year of starting, we realized that the merchandise piece is the only one which is getting traction, and a lot of so that became the main business. And we realized that we were pretty good at it, you know. So then, uh, so within so this is like I think two thousand three, two thousand four. We were like, "Acha, ye bade gaye. Ab kya karna chahiye? We don't have money." Then uh, somebody uh, reached out to us and said that you know I'm looking for a I think 2003. We are looking for an interesting promotion offer 
for the World Cup. So if you can think of some good ideas for uh, to go with a packet of Britannia biscuits, uh, 50 pesos, you can make some money. So he said, maybe this might give us some seed capital to expand. So it's a lot of Okay, this is like a corporate gifting opportunity, basically. Corporate gifting. So, so this is over And this was massive. It was actually, it was uh, 4 crore. Uh, they wanted 4 crore gifts. So, so we really thought about this and finally came up with this idea that you kanche hote na kanche. We'll get kanchas printed with caricatures of cricketers and they'll go out with every packet of biscuit. So, that was the idea we cracked. And fairly excited, but then we had to find out the entire supply. Where are the kanchas being made? Who's going to make them? How will they get printed? How will they get packed? How will they dispatch? So anyway, it was a it was a very interesting project, and uh, we spent six six months I think planning, and then four months just execution. So four months, we were only printing marbles. So we printed forty million marbles, four crore marbles, made some made some good money, not good. Yeah, made made decent money, and that became our that became our real seed capital. So we had some money to go. Ahead. And then uh, so this was the Britannia Cow World Cup Jaw campaign with. And they had these marbles. Learned a lot about how to uh, how oh, corporate works, and and we did uh, started doing a lot of corporate gigs after that because it got a, it got you capital. So we did a lot of work for National Geographic Channel. Uh, we've done for HBO, Bacardi. And then one day we decided that in Delhi, it's not happening. Let's let's open something. Uh, and again, you have to understand this is a time when there's no Facebook, there's no there's no internet as such. There's no networks for people to communicate. So so we said okay. Uh, which is the coolest place in India? The coolest place in India is Goa. Everybody who's cool goes to Goa. So let's go open a store in Goa. So then both Rahul and me packed our bags and just headed to Goa. And which year is this when you landed in Goa? Yeah, I think it is 2003 or 2004. Because we were seeing the match that time. That's what I remember. So, so this is like peak summers. And we are in Goa. And we are just we hired a bike. And we are going all around, up and down, asking people, do you have a shop to give on hire? A shop to give in the random. In the entire, <laughs> can I put candle belt? When we went to return the bike to the to the to the guy, he said, "Who are you guys? Why are you here? Because all I saw you doing for three days was going up and down the roads. You didn't go to any place." So we told him, "You know, we are looking for a shop to start, and we need we couldn't find anything, so we going back." He said, "Maybe shop na, mujhse bolna tha." So so this so this guy had a, had a shop, very nice location. So and and the best part was that right on top of the shop was the apartment. So we took took both the places. And we started the Happily Ever Married store in Goa. And it was uh, absolutely crazy. We had so much fun. In fact, Rahul relocated to Goa entirely. He said uh, he was based in Goa and I would go back and forth. Uh, we had a second-hand Maruti 800, which we drove to Goa. <laughs> and it was crazy, crazy, crazy trip. So anyway, so Goa shop actually helped us in, incredibly in the sense that everybody, a lot of people came to Goa. We understood that that proof of concept is working, products are doing very well, and there's a good uh, feedback on everything. So, very, very happy. And Go was actually very good days. And how much were you making monthly? Like, uh, were you able to pay yourselves? Yeah, but the basic salaries, not nothing, exa- nothing extravagant. But uh, I think, yeah, about 2 3 lakh rupees, 2 3 lakh rupees, so we ran the Go for four or five years. But beyond the point, you know, like Goa has a limitation, you know, uh, once. Uh, obviously, it's a lifestyle business. It's not like. It's a lifestyle business. So you can't make money out of it. And then we moved to, uh, came back, I mean, uh, relocated back to Goa and said, you know, let's, we have a product range and let's now start approaching shops. 
and that corporate business was still going on while you were in goa corporate was going to the side yeah, yeah it was going to the side so wo kar rahe the uh and then uh, by the time happily not become a very cool entity bbc featured us we were on the cover of outlook magazine so it had got a pretty cult following without us having spent any money and you know we would get uh, so the example of 2007 8 9 10 it had become a well established band uh, we uh, we had stores in car market select city walk small kiosks uh, we were in bangalore acha like your own store like company operated yeah yeah no ha ha matlab they were like they were like kiosks not stores but i would say kiosks uh, and fairly fairly good uh, visibility people knew us and that is 2007 8 is when the facebook in, in, entered our lives and suddenly we i wonder i opened up i set up a page called happily married and forgot about it and then i then i then after some couple of months i checked it it had about 1 lakh followers i said are wow that's quite amazing <laughs> And then we realized, oh my God, there is there is a there is a following. Till then we didn't realize. So I say, one invent, one uh, invite. I am our co India Internet Day. Kill India Internet Day. Huh? And it was supposed to come and make a presentation. This is 2012 or 2011. Okay. And by 2011, you were essentially multi-location uh, retail company, like yeah, multi-location, multi-location retail company, supplying to all cool stores. Uh, had a decent product line. I said you were also okay. You also had a channel. Uh, yeah, yeah, distribution. <laughs> I I believe you used to be there in Archies. I I remember buying your products from Archies a lot. A lot of Archies type stores kept our things. So even Archies, uh, some of the Archies guys bought our stuff and sold it. Not through the company, but you know, every like every every city had these really cool stores. Like Pune is either or, uh, Bombay had this. Uh, uh, so we were in all of the stores. तो मतलब ठीक चला था बट वी कैन गेट सो मेनी इंटर्न एप्लीकेशन बिकॉज एवरीबडी टू इंटर्न विद हमारी एक बेसिक वेबसाइट थी तो आई गॉट वी गॉट इंटर्न एप्लीकेशन फ्रॉम वन स्टूडेंट फ्रॉम समैनफर्ड प्लेस डूइंग कंप्यूटर्स हमने क्या इसको ले लेते एटलीस्ट बी एल टू फिक्स अ वेबसाइट वी हैड नो आइडिया अबाउट टेक्न सो देन वी वेट टू इंडिया इंटरनेट डे एंड वी वर आस्ट टू मेक अ प्रेजेंटेशन and then uh, we made a very cool we are this cool company and this is this is this and that time uh, we had this parents who came to us and said oh, hello uh, happily married my our daughter is going to intern with you i said yeah kitne log karte hain to theek hai yaar they are welcome we we happy and then he gave gave me his card so then i saw the card it said sanjeev bikindani naukri.com that his name is <laughs> this name is very familiar so that girl was wanted to intern was his daughter and so then I, and he really helped us you know when we were there because we were completely lost so he is a great guy sanjeev so he helped us uh, set up and uh, you know connecting us to the people and everything and then i thanked him and said thank you so much for everything so he said you know you guys have a great business but you made a very lousy presentation acha <laughs> why was it lousy because it was it was uh, we didn't realize it was uh, that time it was almost like a business pitch to investors and we had no numbers on our website it was all like story elements but very less numbers basically no numbers and it wasn't a pitch so so then he had done some back checks on us and and realized that okay you know the, the company is decent so this is about 2012 ke aas pass we have started investing in companies and uh, you know you look like a good bet but you're a great business take it online so to don we said okay we'll take it online to don 12 is when we raised the first uh, round with sandeep Two thousand twelve, two thousand end of two thousand twelve. How much were you uh, uh, like revenue-wise? What were you doing by then? Two thousand twelve, like 
monthly or annual like uh we were doing about 5 crores annually wow amazing okay so it wasn't a big business but it was a small business and it was enough to sustain us hum log ki choti si team thi theek the so sanjeev said San- yeah huh, 5 crores is like for that era without any funding 5 crores is extremely good uh, so we had, so sanjeev said look this is a uh, this is a good business uh but now if you want to raise funding you have to think beyond yourself and think of it like a like a business not like a lifestyle so that was the call we took yeah take a bahut masti kar li 10 saal se hum log bootstrap karke party kar rahe now let's build a business the conventional way so we raised around with sanjeev uh then how much did you raise we raised 5 crores with with uh, sanjeev ne uh, nokri.info uh, invested in the business we had to uh, we had to pitch to the entire board met everybody uh, and got approvals finally paisa aa gaya Uh, started expanding happily and married. We got a full house enabled tech team in house. We started building our own website. Started website operations. Uh, we opened a store at the Delhi t- t- Terminal Three Airport, uh, which is a big thing because you know in terms of visibility and in terms of just getting allowed into the airport is is a uh, uh, show that you arrived in some state because not everybody gets to open a shop at the airport. So we did that all that. Uh, but as the business was expanding, we realized that you know we were. blocking too much of our cash in inventory you know like we had if we had 70 t-shirts for example t-shirt design 70 t-shirts into four colors that's 280 into four 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 sizes so almost a thousand into the number excuse me do number so like that it is becoming a business which had very very lot of cash trapped in inventory because you had large number of skus but the numbers per sku were small because you were all about uniqueness yes so number wise so that the constant pressure to create more skus and as we were scaling some of the there's moq so wo ho raha tha but then we realized that there ye ye business aise chal nahi sakta because it is too it's saying too much of your working capital to invest in inventory and you were selling online also by this time How we selling online? It's a small, uh, small numbers. Yeah, but we had, we had hired that five crore uh, funding. You spent it on building an e-commerce thing. Ah, uh, building an e-commerce engine. Got some good people. Uh, I think we did uh, another uh, within a year or two. We did one more round of another six crores with Sanjeev, uh, with Infoage. So money came in, but then we realized that there's a solid problem because beyond a point you can't grow. If you keep opening stores, that's a lot of capital expense. So you're fussing with something. Mm-hmm. The unit economics are not making sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, like when we had a store at uh, Delhi Airport, we had almost a crore blocked only as security deposit. That's crazy, right? You're blocking good capital which you could invest. So we realized, कुछ और करना पड़ेगा. Now, happily, I mean, it essentially had a lot of male customers. You know, while you know, it had a lot of these bar access. So our lowest of customers were men. What was your average selling price across all SKUs? About about uh, between three hundred to five hundred, I guess. Three hundred to four hundred, four hundred. And doing again, doing well. That time we you know the business had reached to seventeen crores. I think seventeen twenty crores we were making annually. And what is your gross margin? Like, if you sell something for four hundred rupees, how much was the gross? Ha, so so average margin gross margin was uh, about sixty sixty five percent. One third was the cost. So we used to do that. Whatever the cost, we used to multiply it by three. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of design like we had massive design team going. Yeah? We had about twenty uh, designers working for us, so it was so worth it. But we realized that this business is not going to sustain. It can't it can't grow. It has too many limitations, especially from an internet perspective. If you want to do an internet business, you should have ten SKUs. They should be selling in multiple quantities so that you know production is easier. So 
so so one of thing that both rahul and me were very confident about was men's grooming because you know that is one area which is not looked by anybody and we felt that like men were growing beards but there were no products to cater to beards so we figured that maybe if we do something in this category without realizing that fmcg is a different business altogether if we get into fmcg ye chal sakta hai and good good gross margins and 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 repeat sales no hu mein there is no repeats i bought an ashtray then it's for with me for life <laughs> and at that time like the beardo bombay shaving uh, all of these were there or no koi nahi tha nobody was there no nobody was there no this is 2015 so 2012 and we raised the first round october we raised the first round and then 2015 we were already working on a men's grooming range and uh, we took a factory on higher in bawana so it's called loan license to take up existing factory and you start working on it so we hired a cosmetologist i said ah face wash bana do or ye beard oil bana do we do whatever little you can understand so we started making and then we what we did was we would go to uh, there was no no like market research and all of that you did before uh, okay yeah, yeah. no nothing no. just that based on our you know we said ajay yeah, so many guys with beards there has to be something here Uh, so many, you know, and then the social media. So what we did was we actually spoke to some of our some of our HU customers. We had their numbers because they used to come to our website. They said, "Look, we want to start this. What do you think? Yeah, great idea. बहुत अच्छा है करना चाहिए. There's nothing like that." So we started working on this, and then in I think August of 2015, we had done up till then we had done about 17, 18 trials of different products. We said, "Let's launch it." So we uh, saw so on the Happily Married website only we launched Ustra. Within three months of launching. Ustra was outselling Happily and Married, and we were like shocked. He, what happened? Ustra was outselling Happily and Married. Uh, so I'll give you an idea that uh, HU would on the website would maximum reach out to about thirty, thirty-five cities across India. Ustra, we have till now touched about twelve hundred cities and towns across the country. So, so this we realized the scale was so different, and that for once was very good because we used to niche, niche, quirky. Now we were mass FMCG. So it is. A, it is a great experience. One one quick question here. Uh, when you went online for for happily unmarried first, uh, how, how did you build traffic and you know all those things of e-commerce which you need? So so a lot of you know lot of organic traffic was coming. We never advertised on or uh, for happily unmarried. Okay, because you already had a Facebook following and. Uh, We had a Facebook, and that time, you know, uh, would, uh, post would go or would go. Would, I mean, the travel virality was there. How much was the website doing um, monthly? Like, you as a business, you were doing seventeen, twenty crores. So what contribution was coming from online? Online would be, uh, I think, not more than twenty-five, thirty percent, because it is quite, it is quite a minuscule. So once Ustra started doing giving travelers traction, we went to Sanjeev again and said, "Ki Sanjeev." Uh, Uh, we didn't tell you, but we launched a men's grooming brand, and this has happened to us since then. That it's getting fabulous traction, and uh, we are now reaching these many countries. So he said, "You know, guys, I think you have also found your nokri." So he said, "You know, before I started nokri. dot com, I had I had doing I was doing eight ten different things, but uh, when I realized nokri was getting traction, I shut down everything else. So, however attached you are to happily married, shut it down and focus only on Ustra. And we did that." Actually, by that time, and it was very interesting that the the same team which was running Happily Married suddenly started running a FMCG brand, and there were no big changes in the company. The same spirit, the same DNA. Uh, of course, we had to hire cosmetologists, and that's how we started. And Ustra was selling online, and then we started selling in marketplaces, and then suddenly there was a lot of uh, interest. So, the same legal entity, or like you created a new? No, no, yeah, yeah. It was the company, and there was a sub brand, and this is also the time when Beardo was launched and Man Company was launched. 
so all came in 2015 end so so there was good traction in fact and and we did a lot of spending on facebook so usra became a case study uh, manish who, who had joined us when we got our first round and was heading a ecom was invited to present to facebook usa so he went to he was flown to facebook office and he made a presentation of how we build a fmcg brand on facebook so good days and then there was fabulous investor interest suddenly you know from uh, hu jisme bahut investor interest nahi tha kabhi us tarah suddenly we had a line of people asking us about it so, and then we got a uh, we got you know feelers from uh, three big uh, fmcg companies there was depro there was uh, imami and there was marico so we were talking to all of them and 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 this is 2017 2017 2017 2015 16 and how much were you doing sales revenue like annual we were doing about a crore crore and a half a month so about yeah i think that is the number we were at and you had shut down happily unmarried this was all ustra said i think that is also the time when the demonetization happened that is uh, 16 na uh, 2000 so we were doing a crore uh, before demon and then we stuck to a crore number we did not spend money and so we were we could have become two in fact uh, Uh, I think March 2016 we had done that we touched the two crore a month number. But after Demon, uh, the the signals we got was just just uh, lie low and don't spend too much money. So we were steady at a crore a month, and then uh, Wipro invested in Ustra, and they invested as a financial investor, which is very good for us because we didn't want to get tied to a strategic investor so early in our uh, life of the company. So you know, value आगे बढ़ेगी तो let's not uh, so Ustra and and Wipro seemed like the most ethical and the most clean bunch of guys uh, among all the companies that we had. <laughs> We had met this board, so Vipro came in and. How much did you raise? Uh, that time we raised thirty. We raised thirty. So it was a big business, wasn't it? And it, but it came in, it came in, it, it came in tranches. It came in, it came in tranches. So, so we raised, and then the money, then Ustra became the core, and then then Vipro got these. Uh, so, two thousand seventeen, the Vipro came in, and then they got in the discipline of FNCG, MI systems, financial, financial health, financial living. So, and and they also set up. the started helping us in all, helping build the offline business or does only online so 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 down 18 onwards when we pro gave we started building the offline business so and then things are moving well uh, we kept growing how how do you build offline in fmcg like what's the way to do that like is it that you appoint like these stockists and or, or how do you do that yeah, yeah. so the uh, offline in fmcg is like offline in fmcg you have to do it the way the big companies have done it it is very painful it is a very slow process and it is also involves building a lot of trust with the uh, with the community with the distributors with the with the retailers and we did that you know it we yeah just take me through the steps like what's what's like the first step so there is there is there are two things that happen in 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 an, in an offline business one is general trade which is your kirana shops and your uh, which are all over the, and there's modern trade which is your big bazaars and the more or whatever dmarts so it is irrelevant it is very it is easier to get into modern trade because you have to just pay money get your product registered and they do the distribution they put all your products everywhere but it is it is more expensive you have to pay money for what like uh, aren't you uh, i mean you're selling them right like typically what what a what a, a modern trade outlet does is suppose they want to they have to also make they find ways to make money right so they'll say okay you have 20 skus to register each sku i will take say 5000 rupees so so that's about a lakh rupee right right and if you are, and if they have 10 outlets that become 10 lakh rupees 
then then they'll say okay you're putting you you i'm putting your product but if you want a dedicated space which is called the end cap you know like the end of the shelf i will charge you money for that so that is their way of making money so but it's i'm still saying it's uh, in store branding and visual merchandising in store branding yeah. and 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 they insist on that because that's how they make money like if they put up fsu they'll say iska mujhe 20000 rupees mahina de dena what is fsu a uh, floor standing unit so when you when you know you like typically gillette will have these things with their branding uh, so that is that is the model that they use the other is the general store where you put your salesman who goes to every shop and says mera maal rakh lo acha product hai aisa hai agar matlab fir dukandar bolta hai main paise nahi dunga but you to convince him to bhai paise de dena mujhe ko matlab pay advance type and this is the distributors so you to first convince the distributor to invest in you and distributor is like one per city or something like that no no, no multiple multiple so like in uh, uh, delhi will probably have like one for south delhi one for north delhi like that yeah yeah and, and as, like in west delhi we have three so as the business expands you increase the number of distributors Uh, he finances the business, right? He has to see ROI. So now, so he pays you upfront uh, when you give it. He pays upfront, and then he he gives uh, some working capital financing to the Kirana store. Yeah, yeah. So I tell you, so the difficult part was that we wanted to do. I said we want to moderate. We do general trade because it's less money. We'll work with distributors only on advance payments, and I'm telling you right now that out of. All the FMCG new age companies working in India, nobody does this, and then you have to pray and make sure that it it sells. So, so what? Sab kya? Now we are selling about fifteen thousand outlets span India. Uh, we have. And what is the product range? Uh, product range is uh, everything from face washes to shampoos to hair oil to beard oils, everything. So we Ustra now has about eighty five SKUs, but out of this, our top ten SKUs are giving us eighty percent of the business. So so you know we build that so with classic FMCG ki yar tumhare ye to wo bich raha hai website mein chal raha hai marketers mein bech rahe hain so now it's a it's a pan india business start to indonesia malaysia vietnam uh, uae it's a fully green business we have almost 200 people on our rolls right now so, out of these 200 how many do sales like what's the split here uh sales is the is the biggest chunk but uh, but as a company we believe that everybody does sales you know we all believe that uh, our job is to sell so i think sale would be about uh, 120 people are in sales 120 to 130 and you have like a typical fmcg structure with nsm rsm asm yeah 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 so we have actually two divisions now we have a di- online division online sale is a bigger business online is about uh, i would say 65% of the business is online 65 to 70% uh, 30% is offline So there's a there's an entire online team, including developers, digital marketing, UI, UX, uh, and then you have these customer care people, and then you have the entire offline structure, like you have, you know, uh, national sales uh, director, then you have uh, RSM, then ASM, then sales executive, then go down the line. So you build करना पड़ता है. You have to build that, otherwise होता नहीं है यार. Okay, okay. And like this year, how much will you do revenue-wise? जो अभी 31 मार्च और वील क्रॉस वी विल क्रॉस 100 तो इट्स अ बिग 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 ईयर फॉर अस इट्स बीन अ इट्स बीन अ लॉन्ग जर्नी बट आई थिंक दिस ईयर विल क्रॉस 100 हाउ मच डिड यू ग्रो लाइक जस्ट टेल मी लास्ट 2 3 इयर्स के नंबर्स जस्ट टू अंडरस्टैंड द ग्रोथ सो लास्ट ईयर वाज अबाउट 65 दैट्स अ प्रीटी बिग जंप बट बट अगेन देयर वन देयर वाज अ डीग्रोथ ड्यूरिंग द कोविड ईयर्स एंड कोविड वाज अ बैड ईयर सो वी डाइग्रेस Last year was 
and they say yeah, we're going to cross 100 what is driving this growth like 65 to 100 is a pretty big jump uh, what's driving it is it that you are uh, oh i hope our investors are listening to this <laughs> no no yeah so essentially one is that you know the business is growing uh, we still feel that you know if you look at the size of the opportunity it's massive so so uh, because now we ask ourselves can we be a 500 crore company or a 1000 crore company and we feel yes in another five years, maybe yes, that is a possibility. So the growth has been driven by increased uh, businesses online while online is growing. And also we've now started expanding offline. So like I said, we are in 15,000 stores right now. The idea is to be in another 40 by the end of 2023. What is the way in which you have uh, spent for growth? Like, you know, one way is to you spend on, uh, let's say, a TV ad to grow or you can spend on building your sales team to grow or you can spend on performance marketing to grow. So what has been your strategy? So we are doing a bit of both. Uh, there, While there's always the need to feed for the feed on the street, for instance, offline, uh, we have what is called uh, promoters or, you know, grooming advisors. These guys are at, at premium shops and they help the customers. So at the last count, we had about 450 grooming advisors. Those guys are on our payrolls. And their job really is to tell the customer about the product. So that's what we do in offline. Online, we have we do performance marketing also, and we do a lot of uh, brand building kind of ads on Facebook and Instagram. Then yeah, we do both the things. Uh, have you still kept away from modern trade? Because uh, I think you said modern trade, your margins are lower. Okay, a little bit, but we are like we're doing some. We've done some regional modern trade. So we're doing this chain called Lulu in Cochin, which is now expanding to Bangalore, Trivandrum. Uh, they're also very big in the Middle East. But in India, they've just moved, opened a store in Lucknow and doing very well. So we are we are going with them. Uh, we are also now in talks with Reliance uh, and we should be there soon. So now what's happened now is that the brand has become acceptable. So these guys also realize that, you know, there is a demand. Hai. So we are hopeful that uh, soon uh, there will be better terms and it will be not so bad. But the best is yet to come. Okay. So, you are uh, uh, putting maximum amount of your capital on expanding offline. Like, that's where your spend goes. So, there's, there is some in, uh, and also a considerable portion of our marketing spends are on advertising online. They are still are. Uh, but but that what, that what that does is it also helps our offline. So, you discovered, you know, when you run ads on say, Facebook or Instagram, it also reaches out to the offline customers. So, it does both. Uh, but yeah, our choice of advertising, if you are the biggest money, goes to digital marketing. That's our biggest spend. Uh, what is the difference in the economics of each of these channels, like modern trade, general trade, online? Like which one is more, uh, gives you better gross margin? And The best gross margin, obviously, are from our own website, of course, because it's direct and there's no middleman. But there you would spend on customer acquisition costs. You said on customer acquisition. So, but the, when the repeats are kicking in and stuff, but I still think, yeah. So, having said that, even, for, even now for online as a single medium, our website is the biggest source. Uh, so, it not only does it give you valuable data information, it also tells you about what the customer is preferring and, and interest. Okay. Then, wh- why you focus so much on offline if the gross margin is lowest there? It still is the, the contribution margin is still decent. One is, uh, so one that second is that, see, uh, all the government side, while online is growing very big, it's still a very small part of your overall. So there's a ceiling there. there. Online can only grow up to so much. No, there is. It's growing faster. You know, like they think in the next five years, ten years, offline will grow. But India is so diverse, so vast, and so many different people with so many different consumer kind of spending behaviors. 
But what's happening is that the tech is also getting integrated into offline, which is very good. How is that? Like, how is... So, you know, like we use apps for our, our sales team to, to, to track their daily beats. Uh, our promoters, so grooming advisors also have an app to let us know what is being sold every day. So, you get to monitor real-time basis what is selling. Then uh, all the order placement right now is through apps again. So, a lot of interesting works happened uh, in this. A lot of development work is happening. And then there is actual startups who are trying to disrupt the distribution business. So, they are saying we will become uh, virtual distributors of your products. So, they are all trying to find faith. I am sure that, you know, with India, it's such a wonderful and such a massive landscape that there is something in it for everybody. Okay. So, compared to traditional FMCG sales, you are able to have a lot more visibility than a traditional FMCG because of your app through which you get real-time data on what is selling, where it's selling. Yeah, we are, we, I, I think compared to our traditional FMCG, we are also faster in reaction. It's a newer category, so the guys are also willing to... So, because of our app, we get what we get is we, uh, the refurbishment is faster. Refurbishment means like refilling once the stock is over. Ah, refilling. Uh, uh, refilling. So, but I, it's amazing, you know, I was reading about how HUL now is setting up nano factories. So they are massive factories. Now they're setting up small factories to, to actually compete with companies like us, where they will where be able to produce smaller quantities, innovate faster, get products in faster. Okay. Uh, how many SKUs do you have now? We have 85 SKUs. And then there are multiple uh, packages, you know, bundling and so uh, What are some of the lessons that you can share with founders who are building in the FMCG space? Like, you know, what are some things which you've learned from experience that... Uh, so, one is that don't do men's rooming. Don't do men's rooming because we are doing it and we did a good job of it. So... Well, <laughs> 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 okay. no, it's an it's a interesting category. Uh, I would say that, uh, you know, unfortunately, it, it, it does take a lot more money uh, because in, in this business, the biggest chunk is not the product development, it's distribution and marketing. So, you'll, you'll spend a lot more money in telling people about your product. But you have very patient investors, right? Like Premji Invest, InfoEdge are both patient investors. So, InfoEdge, thankfully, is, you know, because they have been entrepreneurs themselves and they've seen the journey. So, they're very, very patient and they're very, uh, I would say, Aligned to what they what the promoters feel, so the the FMCG are part of the business. So so they again uh, uh, they again are uh, they have their own funds. So I think that makes a big difference. The other investor is IIFL, uh, which is a sort of a private equity, but uh, they all uh, so IIFL is fairly new. It's just been two years. So but they're all uh, aligned to how we see the business, and they're uh, they I think they are okay with. The growth, of course, it could have been more. The advertising could have been less. <laughs> the reach could have been higher, but <laughs> but that is how it is. Like, like what do you think? Uh, what do you regret? Like you said that it could have been more. What could you have done differently? I think what happened was that during the lockdown, uh, we didn't we stopped advertising completely, and we thought we yeah we realized that was a mistake because uh, some of the companies that kept advertising that time. When the when the thing got over, they were really on top. You know, like like right now, people are saying that this is a very funding winter. Things are very bad. It's very bleak. And but the end of it, the companies that emerge will be much stronger and bigger. What is the exit for your investors? Uh, IPO or acquisition? So I think uh, the company will have to be at least do uh, much bigger. So there are two three ways. One is that we merge with another company, and that company itself does an IPO. Secondly, somebody acquires us. Thirdly, is somebody puts a lot of money in us and we acquire a clutch of companies <laughs> and and then we go and do an IPO. So, so these are the options right now. And like Ravi Shastri says, all three options are open right now. 
<laughs> but but what would you like? Like, do you have a preference? So I would I would like uh, the, the the important thing is who who you type it one is that uh, they need to have the same vision for the brand that you have. What I would only want is that Usta should stay in perpetuity. You know, even if we are not there, it, the brand should uh, should stay for as long. That's how you know big good FMCG brands have stayed. There are all these uh, like Thrasio model e-commerce rollups. Have any of them approached you? Yeah, yeah, they did. They did all of them. All of them did. But you were not interested in selling. No, no. We spoke to. We speak to everybody. Yeah, uh, <laughs> But but the thing is that you know those these models are not uh, fully evolved yet. So they are also experimenting. Are, but it's a it's an interesting take. Um, but because it's worked somewhere else, doesn't mean it'll work in India. And secondly, because uh, you know uh, it will also have a lot of tweaking, even if you get it from what. Uh, but it's a, it's a, I would say it's an interesting thing because the only way, if you look at all these companies, even PNG is a cluster of multiple brands. Unilever has acquired multiple brands. That's how FMCG is. So it's not a unique model. Uh, it's unique in the sense that it's only because it's online first, and that's the uniqueness of it. So you know, like Marico's acquired Beardo, uh, which uh, I think I mean. Would you really be able to, uh, like, you know, go up against Beardo considering that they have all these advantages which you're talking about? Like, the Marico sales team is selling Beardo as well. and Yeah, but they're, they're not going to sell it that well. I wonder what's wrong with it. <laughs> no, no, honestly, so Beardo is, I think Beardo is about, uh, Beardo is about 95 odd crores last year. I don't know what they look this year. And if you're that kind of number with the Marico support system, then I would say there's something, something's not working. You know, I don't know what's in it. Uh, but uh, like if we were we were on a similar network like that, we would probably be three times, four times over what we are right now. Uh, so so I've discovered that you know uh, uh, this uh, this you know, one doesn't have to worry about you see because when we started and uh, when we were online, uh, Brillfilm launched its beard grooming products and they launched a beard oil, and then everybody's saying, you know, what are you going to do? They're going to outspend you. They had Siddharth Malhotra and Varun Dhawan both as brand managers. I think. <laughs> Uh, they ran the ads and, uh, and we discovered those two months when they were doing the campaign, our sales were getting were increasing. So, you know, our listeners have heard the story up to a certain point. There's a major development which has happened. Can you tell us about that? Uh, so, we got uh, acquired by uh, VLCC a couple of months ago. How, how did it happen? Like, we had an investment banker who had been scouting for either funds or, uh, you know, some kind of a strategic tie-up. Because we had reached a certain we had reached a scale. I think we almost 100 crores last year. So that, that scale, to go further beyond that point, either you need a lot of, uh, lot of money or you have to need a sub sort of strategic partnership where you could you know, leverage existing capabilities and skill sets to expand. So uh, we were working with the ENY uh, on this and then they introduced us to Carlyle. We met Amit, uh, Amit Jain, who heads Carlisle India, and his team, there's Amir and his page. And uh, it was a very informal meeting over coffee. And uh, and it was more like, you know, let's, do you want to understand our story? And, and he was trying to tell us what Carlisle is doing in India. Carlisle is a private equity fund which has acquired VLCC. Carlisle is, yeah, is one of the biggest private equity funds in the world. They're pretty big in India, but they don't, they don't normally do investments our size. Uh, and this one also is not directly through Kalel. Kalel acquired VLCC and then VLCC acquired us. But but initially all our talks were with, with Carlyle team. And and they're young, very focused, very hardworking bunch set of people who get really involved in the business. Yeah. So they want to know everything. They want to know uh, the full details. 
So unlike you know the venture, we work with a lot of we raise money, we work with a lot of VCs. Uh, I find private equity guys go far more into detail, uh, probably because they they want to acquire a company. You know, they're not we are not a bet. We are an investment for them for return. Take returns. Right? It's not like one of the many seven bets that they'll take in a sector. And then they sort of told us that look, we have a very interesting situation here. There is VLCC, strong legacy brand, almost thirty year old, very popular. Once upon a time, still has a good recall. People know the brand. Has a pan India presence. Also present abroad in in the Middle East and uh, and Southeast Asia. But with absolutely very negligible online presence. Tra, on the other hand, was a strong, edgy, young brand. More online than offline. Challenger D two C brand, looking to expand in offline. No, because unless you have a sizable presence in offline stores in India, you can't really build a sustainable business, or you can't build it, build a big business. So, so then the idea was that if these two companies get together, and we work with VLCC and take their entire business online, and help them set up a D two C site, which we've already done, help using our skills in marketplace sales. Help VLCC also build a business like we have for Dal Gostra, and we use their uh, warehousing, logistics, and offline distribution skills to expand Ustra offline. And it seemed like a it seemed like a very good idea. Of course, uh, because it was a it was a hundred percent acquisition, we had, we had to talk to all our investors, convince them. There were calls with investors and Amit then uh, from Carlyle. So all those things happened. But thankfully, everybody everybody realized that this is a very good decision for the greater good of the business. And uh, it's been yeah almost two months now, and we've been uh, going through what is called <laughs> integration pains or trying to integrate. And it's a huge learning experience. Uh, so what what VLCC also done is they were entirely new team, very very good people. This Vikas who joined us. The CEO is an ex-Unilever guy. He worked at Flipkart. He worked in like a this Gopal, who's again ex-Unilever, ex-Rakit Benkiza. Uh, he was at Savvy India. Who's the CFO? Uh, so very good team, very good people, and they're trying to build a solid company. So it's a lot of fun. You know, it's like uh, it's like being in a startup two point zero. This was like a stock and like a equity and cash, all all equity, all cash. So what what was offered to us was that you know uh, it was part cash and part equity uh, for all the investors and for us it was mostly uh, equity. So basically our shares were getting swapped for real estate shares and we were very okay with that because you know we see huge value being realized in the next couple of years. And in fact the interesting bit is all the investors also did not want cash right now. They said here's equity, but I think there was only limited number of. Equity available, so 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 all the investors had to make some sort of a, a cash exit, which they did. I uh, read an article which said that uh, there was a forty percent discount to your last uh, fundraise valuation. I mean, did the the investors agree? Uh, that I think that was a that was a clickbait because what it didn't tell you was that 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 valuation was really high. So I'll give you context that when. That valuation was almost what four hundred fifty or four ninety crores. Uh, 
on our run rate of about uh, we we think about 6 crores uh, a month so about 70 crores we we getting over 7x which is not realistic for a company which is not yet profitable and it was happening because that was the, that was the crazy post covid year when everything went crazy when everything went haywire you know the valuation just sat on it so while everybody knew that this is not a, this is not realistic but we were in luck because this finally money be on the table So then I read somewhere that you know, value is what you get paid for, and valuation is what is on Excel. So that I think was an Excel valuation, and this is the real valuation. How we see it is that it gives us a lot of leverage and a lot of opportunity to now take two brands to a scale which we couldn't have done otherwise, and because we have equity, the realization of value can happen in the next three, four, five years. and we are all firm believers that we will realize value in some time it's a matter of time okay i got it now i guess also fundamentally like pe and vc valuations are different right because as you said pe is looking to buy go all in vc for a vc it's one of seven bets so you know yeah exactly exactly that is that is a big difference and i also realize that while we spoke to carlyle and 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 uh, vlcs we were also talking about a couple of other strategic companies and and most of the valuation that was being offered was in the similar region or lower vlcc is is a pure fmcg now because i remember when i was a kid and vlcc used to be a weight loss center no no so interesting that's that's still the bigger business it's not just weight loss center they have they have a fantastic set of clinics about uh, i think more than 100 now and they do a lot of sort of art services around beauty the core is beauty So right, so you know, uh, this this slimming, this uh, this lasik, this uh, this laser, uh, there is laser hair removal, there is I think Botox, then a lot of hair treatments. So that is really is a is still a bigger chunk of business, and then there is the product business which is smaller, but is getting more traction, and we see the product business also getting uh, getting bigger in the next couple of years. Important thing to note is that you know it's a it's a profitable company, and. Uh, 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 good solid margins, uh, good businesses, and we are going to learn how to you know think like a like a, you know like a band manager or a, or or, or business uh, somebody responsible for P and L to see how do you deliver profit given the constraints. Very interesting. Uh, how is your decision making changed? Like you said that you had to learn to work within constraints, more focus on uh, unit economics. How has that changed the way you decide? So it hasn't. It hasn't uh, changed fundamentally. It's may have become a little slower because there are more stakeholders involved right now. But apart from that, you know, we weren't we weren't going crazy or overboard in spends even before. Uh, what we felt was that it's a matter of size and scale where automatically the profits will start appearing. Whether it is you know using the same sales force to sell both brands, using the same warehousing to sell uh, to house both brands. Using the same backend to sell to DTC customers. Once that is in place, given that our unit economics are strong, uh, profitability was a matter of time. So you would essentially be responsible for the entire product uh, division, both VLCC and Australia. No, no. So what's happening right now? We are we uh, our team is taking care of the entire e-commerce piece. I am also involved uh, involved in the offline. Piece with both Ustra and VLCC, I'm, I'm actually looking at 
how we can use the BA as a channel to create a separate channel. Ahul, my partner is trying to, uh, who does a lot of product development, is trying to build a range uh, for VLCC to so that which which can sell in and modern trade, which can sell in e-commerce, slightly more uh, premium and higher uh, ticket price items. So we are doing all those things. So so while uh, the e-commerce team is fully involved in in uh, in selling uh, VLCC and Ustra, we guys are also involved in building uh, sales channels and products for uh, for for both companies. For both brands, other companies only one, both brands. Right, right. So what's the beauty advisor channel? Are these people who are standing in shops and they make you try stuff? Yeah, yeah. We, you know, we had this experiment in Ustra and we felt that this is a very good way to uh, to educate customers about the brand. Well, if you can, if you can do this well, you know, if you if the beers are well trained, if there's enough tech integrated so that whatever feedback is being received at the customer end is reported to the right stakeholders at the right time. You can do multiple improvements and you can act really fast in everything. So I would think that, you know, more than empty, the BN channel is what is going to drive uh, offering growth for us. And empty are not exclusive, right? Like you could have BAs placed in empties in, in like large GTEs. Yeah, you're right. I am seeing it as a B non empty. So you'll have a lot of empties where there'll be no BA. There'll be a lot of moderate outlets where there'll be no BA. So I am seeing it as you either have a you have thousand beer stores and you have the others. Now can these thousand beer stores give you hundred crore of business in a year? And then the others will give you so so I'm we're trying to work on that. I'm personally looking at the beer challenges, so I'm more invested in that. So yes, we'll be looking at BAs for both modern trade as well as general trade. Or what is called the standalone modern trade or the regional modern trade. Fascinating. And that brings us to the end of this conversation. I want to ask you for a favor now. Did you like listening to this show? I'd love to hear your feedback about it. Do you have your own startup ideas? I'd love to hear them. Do you have questions for any of the guests that you heard about in this show? I'd love to get your questions and pass them on to the guests. Write to me at ad at the podium dot in. That's ad at t h e p o d i u m dot in. 